And for somehow a lot of people associate associate cell-based meat or cultured meat with some meaty monster break the culture mm. part from inside and come out and yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Cultivated meat is expensive. Not breaking any news here. In 2013, the first burger ever made not from an animal, but from stem cells, cost $325,000. Fortunately for us, the price has been declining rapidly, getting to about $100 per kilo in 2019. To get cultivated meat on the shelves at supermarkets, it still needs to become a little bit more affordable. But what influences the price? Many factors. One is that the process needs a serum that offers nutrients for the cells to grow. Another reason is that the cells need growth hormones. Oftentimes, both of these are added externally and add a big price tag to the equation. Today, you will hear an interview with Yuki Hanyu. He is the founder and CEO of Integriculture Inc., which is the leading startup in cellular agriculture in Japan. They develop large-scale tissue engineering technology, and let me tell you, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Beforehand, Yuki worked as a research scientist for the System Engineering Laboratory at Toshiba and did his PhD in chemistry at Oxford. Stay tuned if you want to find out how Integriculture reduces the price of cultivated meat and get insights on the Japanese market and consumer mindset. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 3 of Red to Green. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Red to Green podcast, where the future of food meets sustainability. And I'm your host, Marina Schmidt. Yuki, thanks for being on the Red to Green podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to this one. Tell us a fun fact about you. Fun fact about me. Uh, probably I'm basically overdosed in like anime and cyber culture and those things. <laughs> Speaking about Tweety Girlfriend and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, that's because you grew up with it, right? It's just uh, part of the yeah. culture. And it's actually, I think, uh, I, right now I'm 35, and I think we are sort of the first generation to uh, develop the character in, in the, deep in cyber culture as, as in, uh, in, like, in the teens all the weird things going on online. Mm, okay. <laughs> what was your journey to be active in alternative proteins? Uh, yeah, so it actually starts with my childhood. And since childhood, I was like so much into like science fiction and uh, sort of like having some dream about the world, world of science fiction. And that's sort of the reason why I got into sciences and I'm all the way to the PhD. I knew about the cell-based meat, the idea of cell-based meat since childhood. And but that was one, that was like just one of many other science fiction stuff, like spaceships or Mars colony and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. in 2014, when I was to settle down on what exact science fiction to do, Mars colony is still a little bit early. And I thought, well, cell-based meat is the right thing to do now. And that's how I got into like cell-based meat. And that's where I launched Shoji Meat Project first. And Shoji Meat Project is the like citizen science community to basically DIY cell-based meat at home. Okay. And how does the DIY doing your own meat look like? 
Uh, so, yeah, so it's basically a, a cell culture at home. So to do cell culture, you normally you know, think about lab, uh, like proper laboratory in universities or corporations and people wearing like uh, white lab coats and stuff like that. But I thought uh, that would be too expensive. And mm -hmm. if the mission is to make cell-based meat cheaper, then it should be doable in, by normal people in a kitchen. Since then, the develop has been, development has been centered around how to get cells cheaply and how to formulate cell culture medium at home using materials available in supermarkets or like Amazon. You're actually enabling, for example, students to yeah. grow their own meat already. Like right now, this is already happening. Uh, yeah, so if if you go to shojimit.com, you see the manual there and uh, some blueprints of how to build the uh, incubator. And based on the early findings in the Shojimit project, the Integriculture Company, which is a startup, was founded in 2015. Uh, how does the meat taste? Is it already delicious or is it just the muscle fiber? Depends on the definition of meat, actually, because we've also demonstrated cell culture of foie gras. And it has got a lot of, lot of mm. accumulated fat, and it's actually quite tasty. And mm -hmm. we've also tried like uh, muscle cells, and that because we didn't have any like fat cells, it was and we cooked it. It was kind of like a fragment from KFC. And what was your inspiration to found this venture? In 2014, 2015, it was basically the easiest thing to start. Just to like uh, find people, do something, and also the the biggest technological mission in cell based meat is to make it cheap. So DIY method, uh, DIY methodology was in line with that. Mm -hmm. If you look at GMOs, what happened there was that like, the technology was basically monopolized by like big companies. Initiatives on how to use that technology was all out of people's hands it was like concentrated to limited few that we don't even know that's basically a formula for failure cellular agriculture shouldn't repeat that cellular agriculture should belong to the commons yeah absolutely and do you notice that students who get in contact with it mm. uh, end up actually working in the field or um, end up spreading the word that this is going to be the big thing how does it change their mindset Uh, yeah, so that's already happening. And people who are interested in it, they just uh, copy, copy the manual of the Shoujin Meat Project website and actually try their own experiment. That's already happening. And there's another one is like a university student who came to like learn about cell-based meat and cellular agriculture in general. And they are now uh, one of the founding members of the like Cellular Agriculture Institute of the Commons, which is a non-profit organization like advocacy group for cell agriculture in Japan. There are some other students who basically joined Integriculture Company. Oh, awesome. Very good. That paid off already. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, probably one of the biggest outcome was that Shoji Meat Project does some like weekly uh, meetings. And in one of the meetings in 2017, the government officials came and we thought, oh, ouch, mm. we were... Uh, We are basically, uh, no, uh, we, I can't swear on here. So what happened was that they were like gathering information, gathering like intel on like cell-based meat and what this whole cellular agriculture thing is about. So we basically told them about everything about cellular agriculture. 
And about half a year later, in 2018, April, they basically unveil, uh, unveiled this $20 million funding on uh, alternative protein, especially on cell-based meat. Wow. This government-funded project officially started in November 2018. That 20, uh, $20 million funding is going to like, multiple university labs and companies and, and startups in all, all over Japan. Wonderful. It's interesting. It reminds me of something that I talked with Paul Shapiro about in the recent interview to have a meat maker in your home instead of a bread maker you'll just be able to create your own freshly grown meat anytime yeah of yourself possibly or you could use like hybrid meat like mixing cells from two people yeah or dead species yeah like just dinosaur a mammoth. yeah yeah Super crazy. Super yeah, dinosaur, cool. if there's DNA available, yeah, that's one condition. Amazing. Let's look into uh, Japanese companies in the field to get an overview. And just for the listeners, I will already say, whatever we discuss here, all the company names are going to be in the episode description and on the website. So don't worry about writing everything down. So what are some nascent companies in cellular agriculture in Japan? Uh, so if it's similar agriculture, so integrate company is one. And there's another company called Spiber, which does, it's kind of like bolt threads. So they do spider silk and, and materials based on spider silk protein. Mm-hmm. And other alternative protein companies are like, like algae companies like Euglena and uh, Taberumo. There's a company called UCDI and they do aerial protein or kind of like artificial photosynthesis like uh, synthesis of protein using atmospheric co2 oh, yeah. i think there's a similar company in finland called like uh, solar foods yeah there are a couple uh popping up right now recently i also yeah. um, saw air protein which yeah. was started and when it comes to plant-based meat that's a bit tricky one because uh plant-based meat has been around in like japan and china and all across east asia from like thousands of years ago uh, well not thousand but maybe maybe two thousand and <laughs> to- tofu meat imitation foods and the number of companies who do that is i think some of them are not even companies but individual like street like street restaurants even so there's a whole whole cuisine around those like uh, plant-based meat and it's not quite meat actually because uh, people people don't expect that to be the same as meat are there any other big corporations in japan working on cell-based meat uh yeah so there's nissin foods which is the producer of cup noodle Uh, they do cell-based meat research in their corporate lab and there's also nh foods which is like japanese equivalent of cargill or tyson they're also doing like uh, research and development in collaboration with integrate company Startup focused on cell or cell based meat is uh, is just us, Integrity Culture Company. Oh, okay, so you are actually the only startup working on this. Uh, as a startup, uh, yeah. So we are the only yeah. one in Japan. For the people not familiar with how cultured meat is created or cultivated or cell based or all the other names, uh, can you explain the process? Cell-based meat production takes uh, a bioreactor, which is a tank, and cell culture medium, which is a liquid with like, sugar, amino acids, 
and minerals and vitamins. And there's also the starter cells, which is the cells to multiply. Basically, you put the culture medium and the starter cell in a bioreactor and make the cells grow. And first, you end up with a slurry of multiplied cells. If you're producing foie gras, that's probably sort of good enough. And But if you are making like steak, you have to go into the next, second step, which is letting the cells to grow and form a fiber and other like living tissues. Uh, that's the sort of the technology used for rege regenerative medicine, for like organ transplant or stuff like that. And that's how you make steak or like those structured meat. It also depends on the level of technological development. Because initially, we have to be able to you know, culture cells at large scale at a reasonable price. And that's what we are working on now. But at the same time, we also have to work on uh, how, how to make, the, you know, make a steak rather than just a slurry or paste of cells. And those things, uh, those things are technologically a bit more demanding. So it's happening in parallel. The business, business model of integrated agriculture company is slightly different from many other startups in like, other countries. And while uh, many startups want to do like, consumer products like beef or chicken or something, but uh, integrated agriculture companies basically developing a platform technology for uh, like, all types of sales. That's the sort of the reason why like, uh, integrated agriculture companies are already doing some joint research with uh, one is like meat company like Nippon Ham uh, or NH Foods, uh, but they're also doing uh, doing R and D with like pharmaceutical companies and cosmetics companies. Okay. Yeah, because cellular agriculture can make uh, not only meat, but it can also do cosmetics, functional compounds, and mm. and non food products such as like leather and possibly fur. Can you maybe explain a bit more in detail, how does this platform look like? What problem are you solving and um, how are you solving it? Now, the general problem with cell-based meat production is that it's very expensive. And the reason why it's very expensive is more, uh, quite often is the growth factors. And this mm. growth factor also has got another problem, which is if it is to be used for food, it has to be like approved. Also, the consumers may not like the idea of like meat cultured using hormones because those growth factors are basically or could be told said hormones the technology of the integrated culture company uh, the calnet system it basically cultures any types of cells without using any externally added growth factors oh. so the so basically the cells or it could be meat or foie gras produced by the calnet system is actually already legal to sell in in Japan at least in Japan and also because it's not using any growth factors it's like Cheap. How are you replacing the growth factors? The Kalnut system has got uh, this main bioreactor, which basically cultures meat. But besides that, they also have like smaller bioreactors, like feeder, and uh, those smaller bioreactors has got feeder cells inside. And those feeder cells are like liver cells, pancreatic cells, or those like organ cells that that are capable of producing growth factors. Those feeder cells produce growth factors and supply the main tank, which cultures are the, 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 the target. So in that way, you don't have to add any growth factors from outside. All you have to supply is basically the basal medium. Okay, so you actually do use growth factors. However, they are created in several Inside, outside yeah. tanks, sort of connected to the process. Yeah. And that's basically how like cow or human body make their own cells grow. 
Interesting. And regarding antibiotics, uh, sometimes they are used also in cell cultures right now. Do you see that being a thing or do you think we will have a cell cultured meat without an, any antibiotics? Uh, yeah, it will be cell culture without antibi- antibiotics. And the why antibiotics are often used for cell culture is that because they you they you do it in labs in the small scale, but mm-hmm. in in industrial production it, it, the cell culture will be done in completely sealed bioreactors, so you don't have to worry about antibiotics or bacterial contamination, provided that uh, the process is like done under proper sanitation management. Similarly, for shoji meat project, those like high school kids, they do cell culture at home using egg white as the natural like uh, antimicrobial. So the use of antibiotics is one, but it can be replaced by some cheaper, more common materials as well. When you change the source of the growth factors、mm. to be cheaper, will the cell cultured meat be already at the price point where people will buy it? Uh, well, everything has to be reduced, but、um, at least for the early phase, the cost of growth factors has been so big that that was the primary target. But、uh, since we are sort of done with the growth factors, we are working on the、uh, on scaling and also the basal medium, which has to be in food grade done in current biopharma grade. Uh, basal medium is basically、uh, it's kind of like sports drink, so it's a mixture of sugar, amino acids, minerals, and vitamins. And it's if if one Google's culture medium, people may see like some red liquid, and that's probably the basal medium.、Mm-hmm. And normally in cell culture, in, into this basal medium,、uh, growth factors are added, often in the form of fetal bovine serum. That's not something、uh, that's available everywhere. And to get FBS,、uh, you need like unborn child cow. That probably involves some slaughter of the cow. I've seen that there are already replacements for it, like already plant-based replacements. The problem is that they tend to be very expensive, and also not as good as FBS. So, what do you see will be the move forward? One is finding cheaper replacement for FBS. Or not using FBS at all. Integriculture companies basically chose、uh, chose the way of them not using FBS at all and producing、uh, rather producing FBS inside the bioreactor. So it's the same process that you use to create the growth factors. Yeah. Ah, so you're not just creating the growth factors; you're creating the serum. With it, yeah. So practically, the Calnet system produces a、uh, cultured serum as well. Fascinating. <laughs> cool. Do you talk to other companies to license that technology, or are you gonna、uh, provide the serum for them? Ah,、uh, yes. We、uh, we、uh, we are having a conversation with multiple companies about licensing our technology, and it's not just meat company that are interested in using our system. There's also pharmaceutical companies, a cosmetics company, interested interested in the Calnet system. Well, then let's get a little bit into the Japanese consumer mindset. How do consumers in Japan、um, differ in terms of their buying criteria from other countries? What's different from, say, in Europe is probably in Japan there's very few like vocal vegans, but、mm. uh, but on the other hand there's a significant number of like、uh, t- uh, like quiet tacit、um, 
Buddhist-influenced people who are kind of sort of avoiding bad karma, which is like slaughtered meat, if there's mm-hmm. an option. And that probably become a, a bit uh, a lot more visible once cell-based meat becomes a more realistic option for normal people. Do you feel that if a company wants to sell their products in Japan, mm. like sell mm. cultured products or plant-based mm. products, they yeah. should mention the good karma or me- would mentioning it be not appropriate? Uh, mentioning is probably inappropriate. Yeah, because like uh, it's probably it's some it's kind of like Japanese culture in a way, but in general, activism is not a good idea in Japan. Like mm-hmm. pushing ideologies. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> What are the most common and toughest misconceptions about cultured meat that uh, Japanese citizens have? Yeah, it's. It's even funny, but for for whatever reason, for somehow a lot of people associate associate cell based meat or cultured meat with like meat acquiring consciousness in culture vat or some human meat or other dystopian science fiction imageries, and that's pos- probably because some works of anime and manga who that draw similar idea in a dystopian way. What is acquiring consciousness in culture vat? Like meat being cultured in culture, but it somehow uh, somehow starts moving on its own will, and mm. some meaty monster <laughs> break the culture, but from inside and come out, and yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Definitely sounds creepy. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you feel that people will be afraid to eat that meat because of these? Stories, or is that just something that is negligible? Uh, I hope people make distinction there, but uh, I think there will be some people who think it's kind of creepy, but or but not in a strong way. And mm. uh, what's um, slightly different about people's conception of cell-based meat compared to the West is that um, it's it's basically how the language works. But in English, it's like cultured meat. If people, if someone doesn't know the the meaning of cultured it just doesn't mean anything but in case of languages like japanese and chinese it uses the the kanji or the those like ideogram characters so mm. even if he does he or she doesn't know the the word he can still pick pick up the meaning from the characters so there's actually uh, no problem of like making the people understand what that is but It, it, now it's a more of a question of what connotations people draw from that idea. It always shows that about about a third of people are like willing to try, and that's sort of consistent with other mm, researches that done in other countries. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you still find relevant and interesting? Are there traditional farmers to play a role in the age of cellular agriculture? For some companies, they uh, quite um, quite aggressively talk about disruption, phasing out animal agriculture altogether, or stuff like that. Our vision is slightly different because we uh, we think that uh, those um, farmers should also have have an option of growing their own uh, their own meat and develop their own brand. 
So if there's a smaller scale convert system, the, a farmer can uh, uh, borrow that system, use that cell from their own cow, and basically design a new meat. Do farmers need uh, upskilling, reskilling uh, degree possibly to make that work? Or um, do you, would the reality be that it's so simple that they can make it work? Can do can be done is like cell licensing model. So uh, the farmers grow uh, like raise the cow, grow a cow, and license the cells from that cow. And uh, the farmer could optionally make like that cow into a celebrity by like YouTube Live or whatever. And this meat from that famous cow would probably um, um, have higher value. You yeah. know, um, there is currently this goat to meeting. I recently posted about it. It's um, an opportunity to add an animal, a farm animal to your meeting, online meeting. And with the money, they are sponsoring the shelter, um, which is helping farm animals, which had a really, really tough life so far. It just reminded me of having this famous, for example, cow um, that that you can eat the meat from, but also have a Skype call with if you want. Yeah. Fascinating. What opportunities? Or celebrity, or celebrity, yeah, celebrity cow. Yeah. <laughs> what are you currently most excited about? About cell-based meat, I'm more, uh, interested, very excited and interested in DIY bio and uh, writing your own DNA kind of thing. Because... Mm. That way, you can basically design an organism, such as like Pikachu. And oh. if you, yeah, basically you combine the um, DNA of like mouse and combine that with, say, like electric eel or whatever, perhaps you can make a Pikachu. <laughs> Creepy. So Creepy and like awesome DIY, at the same time. Yeah, DIY bio and DIY gene edit combined with cellular agriculture means, means a lot. Mm-hmm. And cell-based meat, uh, as it is, is probably safer than conventional meat because it wouldn't have any bacterial contamination. And yeah. if some, if, if 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 the cholesterol is too much, you could design a meat that has less cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited about that part to actually make meat as healthy as possible. That would be fantastic. What kind of animal would you design? Would you design a Pikachu or something else? It depends on what I uh, what to, what I want to do, but because I always want to go for some take some like funnier option than Pikachu is one, and dinosaur is also attractive. Yeah, uh, could do like dragon meat. I don't know how it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it would taste like reptile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the Pikachu idea. That would be amazing, especially if it's yellow and cute. But you wouldn't. Yeah. The, the issue is you wouldn't do the whole thing, right? Mm. Yeah, you yeah. just culture the meat, not the whole thing. <sighs> that's 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 so sad. It would be so amazing to have an actual Pikachu. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you could give rise to the whole Pikachu. That's one, but probably you wouldn't like to slaughter that for meat. No. No way I would slaughter that. No way. <laughs> um, if you would have 50 million, in what hmm. businesses would you invest in if you can't invest in your own ventures and it's not limited to food? 
well, I would invest in some like, very nascent technological challenges like like automated self-replication, artificial consciousness, molecular logics, or lunar mass driver, or those things. And it doesn't have to be like already a business. It could be like pre-business phase, and that's also the mm, that's also where my interest is mostly in. Can you dive deeper into um, automated self-replication? If someone wants to build such, such as like a lunar base, um, probably you need a lot of robots. But it's not a practical. Uh, it's not very practical to launch lots of robots to like moon. It should, and um, in the lunar base, the machine should be able to repair itself to make it more resilient. And that will become especially be true if you are like colonizing Mars or even beyond, like Europa or Io or those Io or those outer rim planets. Uh, you will probably need a robot that basically self-replicates. And that's the idea behind like automated self-replication. And that's also true if you want to build like large-scale structure, like large as in like mega engineering, like multi-kilometer scale structures. How can listeners uh, reach out to you? And is there anything you want to shout out? Anyone can just follow the Shojimit Project Twitter. And the, in Shojimit Project also has got English English Slack channel where uh, people exchange ideas for like how to grow meat at home. So And that's reachable from the website. Wonderful. Thank you so much for the interview. Yeah, thank you very much for this opportunity. Thanks for listening. This is one episode of a whole season covering clean meat in detail. If you like the show, share it with your friends. And until next time, let's move from red to green. <laughs>